0: At the end of the concourse, I can see a few kids from the high school marching band playing the Marines hymn, and a couple old guys, their blues straining at the waist, acting as unofficial color guards. Jesus Christ, please tell me my mom didn't hire a band. Mom's arms are stretched wide, holding a sign painted in cheerleader bright colors that says, "'Welcome home, Travis.' Tied around her waist are the strings to a metric shit ton of helium balloons. It's bad enough I have to come back to Fort Myers. This is worse. I can't pretend this whacked out welcome wagon is for anyone else. I was the only Marine on the flight. The sign crackles, crushed between us as my mom flings her arms up around my neck, standing on tiptoe to reach. Balloons drift down and bump softly against the top of my head. There is a year and a half's worth of hugging in this one embrace, and I get the feeling that if it were an option, she'd never let me go again. Thank God you're home, she whispers against my chest, her voice breaking with tears. Thank God you're alive. I feel like shit, partly because I don't know what to say, but mostly because I'm alive. It's good. The lie sticks in my throat, and I have to start again. It's good to be here. She hugs me too long, and strangers walking past touch my back and arms as they say thank you and welcome home, and it pushes me beyond uncomfortable. Common sense tells me these people in their Ohio State t-shirts and New York Yankees ball caps are just tourists, regular people but I've spent the past seven months living in a country where the enemy blends in with the local population, so you're never sure who you can trust. My position is vulnerable, and I hate that I don't have a rifle. I need to get my bag, I say, and I'm relieved when my mom lets go. She thanks the color guard, hugs a couple of the band girls, and then we head for the escalator to the baggage claim. How was the flight? Did they give you anything to eat? Are you hungry? Because we could stop somewhere for lunch if you're hungry. She talks fast and too much, trying to fill up the silence between us. A metallic female voice tells us the local time and weather so tourists can reset themselves. My watch is still set to Afghanistan time, even though I've been in the States for a couple of weeks. I forgot, I guess. Clancy's was always your favorite, Mom says. You used to love their shepherd's pie, remember? Anger ignites in my chest and I want to snap at her. Clancy's is still my favorite restaurant and I haven't forgotten I love shepherd's pie. Except her intentions are good and I don't want to be disrespectful. So I offer her a half smile. I remember, but I'm not especially hungry, I say. I'm tired. Dad wanted to be here to meet you today, but he had an important meeting. Mom continues, in a tone that makes me wonder if she believes what she's saying. Maybe she's talking about someone else's dad. And Ryan has been working at the Volkswagen dealership until he leaves for college. After his professional football career ended, my dad bought three car dealerships. When I was in high school, I'd have worked at the VW dealership for free just to have access to the shop and the parts for my car. But since I was his disappointment son... He refused, and I ended up working on a landscaping crew for eight bucks an hour. Figures Dad would give Ryan a real job. And Paige... Mom's lips pinch into a disapproving frown as she trails off. My mother has never liked my girlfriend. Correction, my ex-girlfriend. My mom thinks she looks cheap. I think Paige belongs on the cover of Maxim in nothing but her underwear, which is exactly why I was attracted to her in the first place. Stowed in the bottom of my sea bag is the one and only letter she ever sent me. It came in a care package with cigarettes, dip, coffee, and porn. Only Paige would soften the blow of a Dear John letter by sending it with the stuff deployed Marines want most. It wasn't a long letter. Trav, I thought you should know before you come home that I'm with Ryan now. P